We know all the horrific facts. Oh my God. Not enough though. <laughs> Never enough. What's his golden retriever's name? I don't know. <laughs> we looked it up one time. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> one second. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Mowgli. Oh. Oh, okay. Meet Rithik Rashan's hug buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be his hug buddy. (laughs) How do Um, I apply for the role of Rithik Rashan's hug buddy? (laughs) Hi, everyone, and welcome to Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. I'm Kim. And I'm Katie, and we're here to talk about singing and dancing and two of our favorite Bollywood boys. Who have a lot of sexual tension going on. <laughs> a lot of sexual tension, and I wasn't sure we were going to bring it up. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> have to bring it up. <laughs> I'm glad that you did. And actually, as I was kind of like looking through the reviews of this movie last night, I was happy to see that other people were talking about it too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, half of my notes are just kiss already. <laughs> uh, if only. <laughs> but, you know, in rewatching it, I was reminded of just how much fun this movie is. Like, it is a two and a half hour movie that does not feel like a two and a half hour movie. No, I agree. It just jumps from scene to scene. And, like, the action is just so absurd in the yeah. absolute best way. Yes. I was riveted. Yeah. It perfectly scratches the itch that it sets out to scratch. It's like, this is an action movie with a good plot and some good twists that just checks all the boxes. Really, really good twists. Mm -hmm. Did not see them coming the first time I watched it. I definitely did not either. We've got two Bollywood boys, like you said, and those boys are Rithik Roshan, who Mm -hmm. we know and love and have seen before, and newly introducing... Tiger Shroff. Yes. Why don't you tell tell the people about your love for Tiger <laughs> Shroff, Katie? I would love to talk about Tiger Shroff. This is the movie that got me introduced to him. Right. And because at first he was on screen and I was like, yeah, okay, like there's this guy. He's super built, whatever. He's doing flippy stuff. That's cool. And then the first dance number happened. Mm-hmm. He enters with the biggest smile yep. and then proceeds to dance nearly as well as Rithik Rashan. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the two of them are equally talented dancers. They just have different styles. So it's hard to compare them. It's an apples and oranges kind of a situation. That's true. That's a good way of viewing it. Yeah. He also can do like six backflips in a row, probably, I think. I think I've seen him do that. (laughs) (laughs) But who's counting? (laughs) Yeah. He's he's great. Rithik, of course, is awesome in this. Um, Amazing. It's fun to see the two of them sharing the screen, especially given Tiger, you know, grew up being a huge fan of Rithik. So yeah. it's it's really sweet that this was clearly kind of a dream come true for him as a young actor to get to, to be in a movie with Rithik. Um, wouldn't we all love that opportunity? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> They say don't meet your heroes, and I. That's true. I think that's true, but for the wrong, the other way, because right. I think they say that because they don't want you to find out their flaws. Right. And I just would be too petrified because Rithik really is that nice. You don't person. want Rithik to find out your flaws. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reading this last night, but apparently Rithik, when he took the role, insisted that Tiger play opposite him you have told me that before and that is just so sweet and wonderful 
I don't think that that love <laughs> shining out of Khaled's eyes for Kabir, I, I don't think that is acting. I agree. I think that there is real genuine love and admiration there as if he were mm. his his leader in war, <laughs> in yeah. times oh, of war. Yeah. But enough of that, we're going to talk about them. <laughs> and also, and we also have Bonnie Kapoor. She's great. Um, she's only yes. in like a little bit of the movie, but she's important and I enjoy her as well. Yeah. Okay. I guess we should also say this movie was directed by Siddharth Anand. Yep. This movie came out in 2020, right? Yeah. Like it, it yeah. came out like right before the pandemic. Yeah. This is the most recent movie that we have watched for the for the podcast. Yes, the pod. By like almost a decade, so. It's fun that we are watching this, which I believe is the most recent, one of the more recent Rithik Rashan movies. And then next week, we're going to be watching his first movie. Yeah. We open in New Delhi to a family eating dinner. Then we see the dad excuse himself and he goes up to his office and he gets on a headset. And he's talking about this target in Syria mm -hmm. named Farid Haqqani. And we figure out that this guy is speaking on his headset to an agent. An agent with a very deep, gruff voice. Raspy. Raspy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kabir, played by Rithik Rashad, mm -hmm. is on the other end of this headset. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, while this guy is sitting at his computer expecting his agent to shoot the target in the car, he himself gets shot in the shoulder. Ouch. And why? How? <laughs> because <laughs> Kabir, smart smarty that he is, had remotely set up his gun in Syria with the target. So first of all, he had to go to Syria <laughs> to do this. So we see him get shot in the shoulder and then he gets shot in the forehead. Yep. And what an opening to a film. I feel like you're like, what is going on? Yeah, you get thrown right into the action and then the action takes a completely different turn than you were expecting. It's like already yes. they're throwing twists our way. And then we have an amazing just like, credit scene where I love <laughs> this opening title sequence yeah. like I don't have any evidence to this but I feel like it's very 1980s like crime show yeah, yeah. opening titles it, it makes you feel like you're gearing up for an adventure absolutely you know? and you're like there can't possibly be this much action in this film but there, but is. there is and I do love the theme song the like do 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 yeah. do 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 <laughs> yeah no it's good <laughs> Yep, I thought about choosing that as my favorite song from the movie. <laughs> I don't really think that the guy that got murdered in the first scene is all that important. He'll come up later. Yep. But the guy in this next scene is important. His name is Colonel Luthra. He is Kabir's boss. She's interrogating him over the death of VK Nadu, who is the senior analyst who was murdered by Kabir. Colonel Luthra says, Kabir has gone rogue. He has joined hands with the enemy. <gasps> And we find out Kabir is their best agent. Like, their 007 has gone rogue. Yeah. The woman says, sure, Kabir's the best, but there has to be someone who can outsmart him. And who might that be? Oh, boy. So the next scene evidently is a drug deal going down. And then you just hear the slightest noise come from outside the window. And suddenly, Prancy Boy... <laughs> Comes in through the window, feet first, yep. and like knocks a guy over, and just a fight breaks out. This is our introduction to Khaled, played by Tiger Shroff. I really love that he's just wearing a t-shirt through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. A t-shirt and white pants, yeah. which do get wet they, later. They, they do get wet, yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I just wrote, you know, there were a lot of spin kicks. Mm -hmm. Very cool. He does this cool move where, like, a chair breaks over his head, and then he grabs the leg of a chair, and he throws it and knocks another guy out. (laughs) And then he, like, throws a guy into a pool, and all the water comes out of the pool, but then he gets in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. And it's... they, I don't, I don't know if they cheat it to be a single shot or if it is really a single shot, but it's visually, it's awesome to see it done that way. There's no music, Agreed. so it's really intense. Yeah, um, and they, they do that a few times throughout the movie. Yeah. To make the action sequences even more intense. And right. so you can really hear the sound of flesh hitting flesh. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Khaled, after busting this drug deal, mm-hmm. um, well done, Khaled, he goes back to headquarters. He joins a briefing that is currently being given by Colonel Luthra on how to find Kabir. Khaled asks Colonel Luthra why Kabir would become a traitor. He says, this is the most important piece of this puzzle. We have to figure out his motive. He says that he's the one to figure it out because he knows Kabir better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Because he loves him. <laughs> Which we know that it's an actual romantic relationship between Khalid and Kabir is not what they were going for. And also, it's nice that they gave us this like really powerful, loyal, loving relationship between yeah. two men in, in a movie, in an action flick. I do wonder if there's someone in the writer's room who was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they know. <laughs> Or, like, they just saw the chemistry between the two of them, and they're like, we can't not acknowledge this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so Khaled says that he knows Kabir best, but Luthra objects, saying, you love him, Khaled. See, here we go. We're talking mm-hmm. about it. Yep. <laughs> and Khaled says, not more than my country. He presumably gets the assignment. Mm-hmm. But we see a flashback. Two years previously, we see a helicopter land at a base. Khaled is standing on the porch waiting and we see this whole like elite crew exit the helicopter after coming back from a job. Kabir is the last one to leave this helicopter. And, um, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That's really all you can say about it is just, whoa. It's, it's everything. It's the hair. Mm -hmm. It's the scruff. It's the sunglasses, the arms, the fingerless gloves. It's the slight gray (laughs) at the temples. Um, It's all excellent. And I love that everybody in the scene (laughs) is staring, stops to stare just as Kabir exits the, like this helicopter lands, five people get out and then everybody stops what they're doing to watch Kabir get out. Uh, it's my favorite. It might be my favorite Rithic. I love mm-hmm. a goofy, sweet Rithic, but I also like a, a dirty <laughs> uh, soldier Rithic. This is how you feel about Shah Rukh, too. It's like, you know, yeah. you love when he's young and goofy and sweet, but then you're also like, give Dawn me too. the grizzled, bearded, <laughs> greasy. <laughs> yeah. I like my man a little dirty. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. That's great. It's the Aragorn uh, lover in you. <laughs> yes. Kabir comes in and immediately Luthra is like, hey, Kabir, uh, so we got this guy, this really promising guy, Khaled, that we'd, I'd like you to consider adding him to your team. Kabir refuses because Khaled's dad actually shot him. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Kabir was actually the one to kill Khaled's father mm-hmm. um, because Khaled's father was a traitor to India. Kabir has a lot against Khaled's dad, and he's kind of thinking, like father, like son, I don't want this guy on my team. He's a traitor. Right. Khaled then says 
his mom is the one who turned his dad in. Mm-hmm. Khaled says that he's loyal to India and he wants to specifically train under Kabir to prove his loyalty. And Luthra persuades Kabir to take him on, kind of on like a trial basis, it feels like. So then we learn some stuff. So Ilyasi <laughs> is the name of the bad guy. Uh, he's a full-on terrorist. He reminds me of this weird cross between John Lennon and Robin Williams. 100% accurate. <laughs> 100% on the nose. He is not a particularly visually frightening villain. No. He wears tiny red glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what you said about him? <laughs> One of the first times we watched it. That he looks like a women's studies professor. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I see him, I'm like, wow, yeah, she's so right. (laughs) Like, it's not a bad thing that he looks like that. It's just not particularly villainous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we learn that Kabir has been tracking Ilyasi for five years. He says, no one can screw it up for me. And he looks directly at Khaled. Oh, yeah. Khaled's face. <laughs> when Kabir looks at him like this, is he's just like a wounded puppy. That is exactly what I wrote. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, I'm just in love with this man and I just want him to respect me. He just wants to please him so much. Kabir's team ships out. It's like this elite team of like five-ish people. So really the only one who matters is Aditi, who is the woman in the chair. The brains behind all of the operations. Yes. (laughs) But so we see this whole team go into an ISIS-controlled area of Iraq. We see that Kabir is kind of undercover at a stoning, and he shoots a guy who's about to stone the woman, and then he gets taken prisoner by Mm -hmm. their target, um, who they've been sent to kind of eliminate slash get information from. And I I wrote that this guy straight up looks like Jason Momoa as Cal Drogo. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the hair. The hair, the size. And I wrote the playful eyes. (laughs) This man does have playful eyes. Like, I didn't want to be attracted to him. But yeah, I was. (laughs) You you can't help what you feel. (laughs) But so, yeah, this this big evil guy is um, not Ilyasi, (laughs) but, (laughs) but is beating up. Kabir, the big guy is like, oh, how is your government going to find you? We found your tracker. And Kabir's like, oh, you found both? And the guy is like, what? And then enter Khaled, driving a truck through a wall (laughs) with, like, a machine gun Mm -hmm. thingy shooting everyone. Then there's a buddy fight. Oh, it's what great. I would call it. <laughs> then there is this moment where they're both kind of teaming up against this one big guy and he knocks them both down on their bums. <laughs> and there's this moment where neither one of them wants to fight yeah. him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Khaled's looking at Kabir and Kabir's like, go on, man. And Khaled's like, do I have to? <laughs> and Kabir's like, Mm-hmm. And Kabir does look way worse than Khaled at this point. Like, yeah, he was right. Get in there, younger man. Do your yeah, thing. Yeah, because, like, Kabir took a beating for this mission. Yes. So he's kind of like, Khaled, all you did was drive a truck through a wall. You can, <laughs> you can take this. So then Khaled goes to knock the guy down. He has the cutest smile, like, look, Dad, I did it. <laughs> and then he gets punched down by this massive man yeah. again. And Kabir uses him as a table. <laughs> To jump off and kick this guy in the face to finally take him down. 
After the mission, Kabir speaks with Khaled. The first thing he says is, you lied to me. It turns out that he has a blind spot Mm -hmm. in the right peripheral of, or in the periphery of his right eye. Kabir says that Khaled can't be on the team because of the blind spot. And Khaled says, you'll let my father win again. And we learn that he got blinded in that um, part of his eye by a bunch of mean kids at school who somehow found out that his dad was a traitor mm-hmm. and they beat him up for being a traitor's son. And also are like 30. <laughs> beating up yes, a they're like very old <laughs> boys. And in the flashback, the Khaled we see is maybe like 10. Yeah. But then after he tells this story, Kabir says, I was waiting for you to mess up and show that you're a traitor. But I see now that I was wrong. You know, I, I thought you had the blood of a traitor running through your veins, but you actually have the blood of your mother, who is a mm-hmm. hero. Did the scene where Khalid is talking to his mother already happen before That this? did happen right before this. Okay. I just wanted to mention that scene because that's where I first put together that Khal- that Khalid is Muslim. Yes, that's important. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And I had been watching up to this point thinking, like, in Hollywood movies, we often see... Muslim people portrayed as the enemy which is never great Mm -hmm. that's not always the case in Bollywood movies so it's not exactly the same thing but it still always makes me a little bit uncomfortable it felt very deliberate to have this scene between Khalid and his mother after that big fight scene with Isis yeah to be like and here our hero is also Muslim so right you know we're saying that here is a faction of evil people and then here is a man who is not evil and they both happen to ascribe to the same religion and it's not the religion I just really I appreciated that I appreciate you bringing that up we also continue to live in a pretty anti-Muslim country and Um, India has some issues uh, along that line happening currently yeah and you know historically as well so right so after this conversation between Kabir and Khalid we get our first and best oh boy dance number (laughs) J.J. Shiv Shankar. We hear, you hear the drums first. Well, you hear the... And then suddenly, Tiger enters. Mm-hmm. And he's got the cutest, sweetest smile. And you're like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. And then he starts to dance. Yep. And yeah, he's phenomenal. It's all and over Rithik from And saunters there. in. Rithik's um, entrance is one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> like, he just is so, so casual. casually moving his body effortlessly in such impressive ways. Yeah. Like, he just is like, yeah, I don't care. I'm having a good time, but it's just my vibe. <laughs> yeah, I just, because it's like, he's like, I'm cool, and I'm like super deadly, but also I can cut loose. Yeah. I, I know how to party. <laughs> Foot loose and fancy free. <laughs> I can wear my jeans and my long, colorful scarf. (laughs) Always with the scarves, this man. They're just both having such a good time. And the joint body roll, which Mm -hmm. uh, Kim did make a gif of for me. I keep it on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) To deploy at the the appropriate situations. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever I'm feeling sad. (laughs) We then, after this party, we're back to business, trying to catch Ilyasi, the big bad. We find out they have one chance to get Ilyasi in Marrakesh, Morocco. Then they are at this little cafe. Kabir's wearing the best sunglasses. Which he can never actually be covert because he's just this, <laughs> he's like, too handsome. this gorgeous, huge man <laughs> in sunglasses and acid wash jeans. Like, yeah. he's always <laughs> conspicuous. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
we really try not to objectify our Bollywood boys. <laughs> we don't try that hard, but we do try a little. <laughs> He's a handsome man, okay? Yeah. No doubt about it. I value him for all aspects of who he is. Right, yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they're at this cafe. They move in on Ilyasi and his crew, and they've got him. Mm-hmm. It feels like they've done it. They've gotten the big bad. Then one of Kabir's men, whose name is Sarab, kills two of Kabir's other men. Oh. And Kabir views his team as his family. Absolutely. They are his best friends. They party together. Mm-hmm. They, like, fight together. And he just sees two of his besties get shot down right in front of him. Then there is a gunfight where they just have bulletproof tiny wooden tables. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every cafe has bulletproof yeah. tables. <laughs> Khaled sees that Sarab, the traitor, is getting away. And he decides he's going to run after him. Mm-hmm. Kabir is shouting at him like, no, I need backup. You need to stay here. We need to get Ilyasi. Ilyasi is the guy. But Khaled doesn't listen to him. He is off and running and doing parkour after the traitor. <laughs> Just casually flipping over buildings. And then Kabir stands up and then he gets shot straight through the neck. Mm-hmm. He crumples. Kabir wakes up in the hospital. And he's got this big bandage on the side of his neck. But he is fine. Mm -hmm. That's why you never skip neck day, is what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Because that bullet did not go the whole way through his neck. Yeah. Good to have really thick neck muscles. (laughs) But yes, so Kabir wakes up. But they can't find Khaled or Sarab, the traitor. They keep looking. And eventually the police do find Khaled washed up on a beach, looking kind of bloody and worse for wear. Um, but he is alive and they bring him to the hospital. And when he wakes up and Kabir is visiting him, Khaled says that he killed Sarab. And Kabir tells Khaled that he's proud of him, which is yeah. so sweet. That's all he wants. Yeah. So then we find ourselves back at present day. We see Khaled at his desk. And then Kabir calls, mm-hmm. and Khaled pledges that he will find him. Kabir tells him, okay, when you do, don't hesitate to shoot me. Yeah. And then he hangs up. And then we see that Kabir's been working on a giant magnet. Yeah, a turn-on and offable magnet. <laughs> hmm, what's that going to be used for? Who knows? In the next scene, we find out. <laughs> we see a plane, like a big army plane, flying over a mountain range, and then we see a tiny plane flying after it. We see these people in the cockpit, la 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 la, they're doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and then we flash back to the tiny plane, and uh, Kabir is not in the con- cockpit anymore. Nope. He is actually, has put it on autopilot, and is just balancing on the wing. <laughs> Which, isn't his plane eventually just going to crash into the mountains? <laughs> yeah, but I think that's, like, the plan. I, I think he's just like, whatever, it's fine. I don't know where he got this plane. It seems, seems like, like it'd be expensive. Yeah, and maybe, you know, maybe not great for the environment. Whatever. Uh, yeah. These things happen. But so he, his little plane flies over top of the big one, and Kabir jumps onto the big plane, using his big magnets yay (laughs) um and he uses them to kind of like spider crawl yeah yeah (laughs) up the side of this plane and then he gets in through the hatch and and a fight commences Mm -hmm. one of my favorite moments of this fight it's a very good one but he throws he's like hiding behind a cargo container yep and he throws his glasses into the air to see the reflection Uh of his enemies 
advancing towards him. Who He's knew that mirrored sunglasses could be such a helpful tool in, in militant operations? <laughs> yeah. One of the best parts about this, too, is that he gets in the Jeep. There's mm-hmm. a Jeep in the, the hold of this plane, drives up, gets the head honcho army guy, because there's like a head honcho army guy who is, we learn, Kabir's target. Mm-hmm. He gets him and is holding him by like the collar. Kabir then is reversing out of the plane in this Jeep, yeah. dragging this guy. <laughs> and the guy is shouting, let me go. And Kabir says, can you fly? Then why do you want me to let go? <laughs> a great question it's a great question and we see him reverse the jeep fully out of the plane let this guy go that guy dies yep he's Um, gone (laughs) and then kabir jumps out of the jeep and parachutes presumably to safety Mm -hmm. flashback to kind of khalid and luthra and the quote-unquote right side of the indian government Mm -hmm. because again kabir has gone rogue he's just murdering people yep he has now murdered a second person. Not to mention all of the people who are also on that plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know that they deserve that. Yeah, but probably not. But we it can happened. just... We can assume that they did some evil stuff, maybe. Yeah, or maybe they all had jetpacks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they're, they're all fine. <laughs> but so Luthra is very mad about this second murder. And he is asking Khaled what Kabir's motive is. Khaled says he's trying to find out. Khaled is kind of dejected from this conversation and he gets on the subway and Kabir is there. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love this. In green. I wanted to note <laughs> he is in green. Which is always a good color for a man with bright green eyes like Rithix. Kabir's wearing green like the whole gosh darn movie. He is. It is an army movie. <laughs> it is. It is. Khaled asks him straight up, why are you doing this? Kabir asks him to stay out of his way because he doesn't want to kill him. And then Khaled says he can't do that because of his loyalty to his country. Kabir then says he will give him a choice. He can either know his motive or he can know his next target. Khaled asks who, but Kabir is already gone. So Khaled leaves the train looking for Kabir. He's looking on the platform. Kabir is nowhere to be seen. He turns back to the train and sees Kabir still on the subway. Mm-hmm. And then as Khaled rushes to get back on the subway, the doors close and Kabir pushes his hand against the window with a note in it saying the name of his next victim. The way that he is like leaning on the train, like he's really casual. His arms are up and it's again, it's just like so effortlessly sensual. (laughs) Yeah, that's just. And yeah, I know I had to get away from Shah Rukh and now I'm like, this isn't safe either. (laughs) We're not, there are no safe waters when one of our motivations is Bollywood boys. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) They're all dangerous. (sighs) Uh, So now we are at interval. And then there is a sudden drastic change in tone. Yeah. We are at a kid's soccer game. And we see Kabir on the sidelines. And we have to assume that he is either a hot dad or a hot uncle at the soccer match. <laughs> He's just a hot man at a children's soccer game. Hot man at a children's soccer game. Um, and we learn that he is there cheering on a little girl named Ruhi. And then after the match, she joins Kabir on a bench. And he says, what matters is that she gave her very best. Oh. 
very sweet, supportive. Great life lessons. Hot dad, uncle, unknown witch. (laughs) (laughs) And Ruhi asks if anyone has ever defeated Kabir. And he nods. And then she says, Mama? And he says, yes, Nana. And then we enter another flashback. Mm -hmm. So this is now six months from the present day. So six months ago. And we start out with the second dance number, Gungru, uh, where we just see Kabir wearing all sorts of um, summer in Italy outfits. Yeah. He also almost looks like he's a little sunburned. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's been out in the sun. Yep. Gotta put some sunscreen on. I feel that they do not use Vani to her full potential in this dance number. I agree. She is an incredible dancer. I think probably one of the best female dancers that we have seen absolutely you have rithik you have vani let's do something with these two powerhouses yeah and in this dance number we're also introduced to like the act two baddie Mm -hmm. so ilyasi is still out there but we also find out he's got this like right hand guy named feroz contractor and he is at this club where Nana, played by Vani Kapoor, is a dancer. I also really enjoy this club with ladies in a pool on stage. Yes. (laughs) And then they get out of the pool and they dance. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And like the weird like pole thing. Yeah. Nana is a dancer who is being showered with exorbitant gifts by Feroz, Mm -hmm. this rich man who is like a henchman of Ilyasi. And Nana keeps turning down all these gifts. Yeah. Her friend is like, why are you turning down this gorgeous, expensive necklace? You must be going out with someone else. And she is, and it's Kabir. Mm-hmm. And Kabir is here on a mission, not just for flirty fun. He is here to uh, stake out for Rose. Mm-hmm. And he is listening in because somehow he did manage to bug Feroz's whole house. Yeah. And he is listening in, and he hears Burroughs say that there are four invisible people at the top level of the Indian army, government, and intelligence Mm -hmm. that report to Ilyasi. And that Ilyasi is planning to use them to make a large explosion in India. Kabir knows, okay, there are four spies. Don't know who they are. They're here. Burroughs uses chess pieces as the names of his you know he's got his pawn his bishop his knight and his rook you know because the only way that i can ever understand a word of hindi when it's spoken to me is when it's said really really slow (laughs) and really really deliberately the way that he and kabir also like throughout the film do (laughs) i noticed that when he's saying the word that's getting translated in the subtitles as knight, he's saying the word for horse, <gasps> goda. Oh. And when he says the word rook, he's saying the word hathi, which is elephant. That's cool. And so I did a little bit of research and I learned, first of all, that chess is thought to originate from a game called uh, Chaturanga, which was an Indian game. Uh-huh. And so chess and other sort of iterations of chess that are played around the world are thought to come from this one like ancient Indian game. And then, yeah, the word for knight is horse and the word for rook is elephant. And that comes directly from this game. That's very of, cool. Uh, of Chaturanga. I like yeah. that. Anyway. So, yes, uh, after this conversation happens where we learn that there's these four spies, kind of scary news. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we see Nana in the park leading an aerobics class, which I would love to join in on. There is yeah. a white lady there. 
I, was it the older white yes. lady that you were gonna she she's like a step behind everybody yep. the whole time and having a blast yep. and I was like <laughs> I yeah I could be that white lady <laughs> um and so Kabir meets up with Nina after she's done teaching this class and she immediately knows something's up he's just yeah. not greeting her with the usual kind of warmth that he does he ends up telling her everything. So he tells her that he's an agent with the Indian Army, that he needs her help to bring down Feroz. And in exchange, he will give her money so that she and her daughter, Ruhi, can live together, which she did not tell him about her daughter. So there's just a lot of violation happening yeah, here. And, yeah, and Nana is a good mom yeah. for not introducing this man that this man that she has recently started dating who also wears a fedora <laughs> to her daughter <laughs> she's a good mom the wear fedoras unless it's Shahrukh or Rithik yeah those they're the only two <laughs> uh, you can tell like Nana is just unimpressed by this yeah. Kabir is saying we need to save India like it's kind of your patriotic duty we could prevent the death of all these people and she says that not everyone has vowed to save India and that ordinary people just want to provide happy lives for their children. But she then goes home, is FaceTiming with Ruhi because Ruhi is at a boarding school. And we learn that Nana isn't able to come to as many school functions as she would like, not because yeah. she doesn't want to, but because she just is on the hustle. She's trying to yeah. make money to provide for her child. And that kind of clinches it for her. She wants to spend more time with her daughter. So she goes to Kabir. She says she's in, but she also blatantly says she can't trust him. She gives him a drawing that Ruhi made of her and Nana surfing in Australia, which is Ruhi's dream vacation that she really wants to take with her mom. Mm -hmm. Nana's just such like this powerful woman who has such yeah. a strong... I don't want to say quiet, but she is kind of... She does have a quiet strength. Yeah. yeah. Um, to her. And she says, I want you to remember that when I'm in there, when I'm in this dangerous man's house for you, it's not just a civilian asset in there. There's also a six-year-old girl. Yep. And so Nana goes, meets up with Feroz. She is wearing this gorgeous blue dress. She looks great. She does look amazing. And she's wearing this necklace that is supposed to be a flash drive. So her goal is to get to his computer, plug in this drive, download all the information, and then she'll bring that back to Kabir. And then while Nana is with Feroz, Kabir is out on the water in his little stakeout boat. And he mm -hmm. gets a call from Colonel Luthra, who is asking Kabir, you know, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> just like that just, hey what's up yeah and Kabir updates him on his mission he says yeah I've got a civilian asset in there right now we're gonna get all the all the info that we need then Kabir is called by Aditi who tells him about a plastic surgeon who recently visited Feroz mm -hmm. Kabir finds the footage of that meeting and sees the surgeon telling this man Feroz that he must learn to become Rose contractor as if he hasn't always been him Kabir puts the pieces together and realizes that Feroz is actually Ilyasi he had gotten facial reconstruction surgery yeah to look like one of his henchmen uh and Nana is in there with him yep 
So he just sent her in there. Yep. Had a DT just called earlier or had Kabir just waited, he would have known. Yep. And so Kabir is running up the yard of this house. He's shooting at guys. He's dodging bullets. He's like running, running, running to the entrance of the house. And suddenly there's a thud as Nana falls out a window and lands on the ground in front of him. Oh, heartbreaking. It's just crushing every time. Yeah. It always takes me by surprise. Yeah. You know, it's Kabir. He's the best. He promised her Mm -hmm. she wouldn't get hurt. Of course she won't get hurt. He's so competent and capable. He doesn't make mistakes. And she didn't want to do this. Yeah. And, yeah, Ilyasi's gone again. Nana is dead. And that is why Kabir has become the guardian of Ruhi. We then see a flashback of the very first murder that happened in the very first scene. Yeah. And we see this time things that we didn't see originally. So we see that Kabir asks Nadu for names. Names of who else is working with him. Who are the three other people. Nadu just gives him the name of the colonel who was on the plane. And then we see Kabir on the plane asking the colonel, who else is working for Ilyasi besides you and Nadu? And he gives him the name of this doctor that he Mm -hmm. had shown to Khaled. So now we're fully caught up. We're realizing Kabir didn't go rogue. He is working his own stealth operation. Right. (laughs) To weed out all the baddies. And yeah, we're back to present day. We're in Portugal. And we see the doctor who is Kabir's next target. So Khaled is here. He's here to provide a safety detail. And they are in transit to Delhi when a rocket launcher hits the doctor's car Mm-hmm. The car Khaled is in goes spinning off the road, is upside down. He's dangling from his seatbelt. And the doctor is in this like armored truck with two armed guards. But a helicopter flies in and guys come out of that and they cut open the side of this truck. They shoot the doctor's guards and get him out. So these are Ilyasi's guys yeah. coming to bring the doctor to safety. And then the two guys are shot. And uh-huh. so is the doctor. Who's doing the shooting? It's Kabir. Yay! <laughs> we see he takes out this helicopter all before we even see him. So takes yep. out the threats and rides a motorcycle out of an explosion. And we see Khaled, again, hanging upside down from his seatbelt. He's kind of opening his eyes and he sees Kabir questioning the doctor. Kabir is asking who the fourth man is because this is now the third one. And the doctor says there isn't anyone. If there is, only Ilyasi knows who it is. Mm-hmm. It's also important in this moment, Kabir gets a drive from the doctor. I don't want to get too much into the details of what's on the drive and why it's important, but that's not <laughs> what <it> happens. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets this important drive from the doctor then escapes on his motorcycle after killing the doctor. Mm -hmm. Khaled escapes his car just in time to avoid an explosion. Lots of explosions. And he also finds a motorcycle. And they're just lying around. They (laughs) are just lying around. Perfectly fine, despite all the explosions that have been going on. Um, And he rides after Kabir. And so begins this amazing and terrifying motorcycle chase high speed motorcycle chase with no helmets yeah it's (laughs) it's really scary and then we get into like the city proper i'm not sure which city in portugal they're in but there is this moment where they're coming down opposite streets and they lock wrists 
and yep. do a little motorcycle spin as they again gaze just into kiss each- already like just yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does feel very much like a like a romance you know they are gazing into each other's eyes and yeah their pulse points are touching <laughs> with different music playing it's a very different scene <laughs> yeah well because I also think they're both just trying to frankly impress the other like yeah that's... oh that's such a good read of that moment yeah. for sure and so as this motorcycle chase continues Khaled actually gets clotheslined off his motorcycle because mm-hmm. Kabir knew this was gonna happen and he put up like a trip wire <laughs> somehow he was he already knew yeah how the chase was gonna where it was gonna go and, right yeah. so we have Kabir on a motorcycle Khaled is just sprinting through the streets and he knocks Kabir fully off his motorcycle. They go flying into the window of a shop. They fight a lot. They run to a bridge. And Kabir just, like, swings off this bridge mm-hmm. and into the water. Yep. He's a slippery devil, that it, Kabir. It, he is. He's uh, very resourceful. Yes. Kind of like Buffy, you know? Yeah, It was a straight-up Buffy move. And so once again, we see that Colonel Luthra is mad about the failed mission. So now they have three murders. Khaled <laughs> failed to apprehend Kabir. Um, and Luthra tells Khaled that he's out. He's suspended. Yeah. And we see Khaled go take out his frustration by kickboxing in yep. the tiniest tank top <laughs> I have ever seen. It has the thinnest straps. <laughs> Just the most shoulder meat exposed. Yeah, every time I think his tank tops can't get smaller, he proves me wrong. Yep. <laughs> He's always pushing that envelope. Yes. We see Kabir with Ruhi near a Christmas tree. They're having this sweet, loving moment. They're sending balloons. Yeah, that's not good. Up into the, like, they just killed eight turtles with those balloons. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's, it's really not good. Like, they clearly need to read Balloonia. Although maybe Balloonia is not good because that makes you think that they're... <laughs> Have, did you ever read Balloonia? No, I don't know what that is. It's a children's story that is supposed to make you feel better when you let go of your balloon. That oh. that balloon's just going to Balloonia, where all the other balloons are. It's kind of oh, like okay. a heaven for balloons. But then that I feel encourages people uh, yeah. to go of their balloons, <laughs> and then the Earth gets more polluted. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. Down with Balloonia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Kabir has just given Ruhi a bicycle, or Santa gave Ruhi a bicycle. One of the two. One of the two, and then you just hear. Khaled's voice say that's a nice cycle in the Mm -hmm. calmest like casual most casual way they chat a little bit Kabir sends Ruhi on ahead and back to school and then he brings Khaled back to his safe house so that they can have a one-on-one chat (laughs) so that they can Netflix and chill (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's what happened before they (laughs) they showed us the scene yeah So yeah, Kabir shows Khaled all that he's been working on. He says that he's still looking for the fourth agent of Ilyasi. But before they're able to do much with this information, they get shot at. Yeah. And Khaled once again saves Kabir from getting shot. He pushes him out of the way. Mm-hmm. They fight all these guys who are moving in on this house sent yeah. by the Indian army. This, like, synchronized shooting scene yeah. to, like, sexy salsa music. Yeah. I wrote down, is this Mr. and Mrs. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I just, 
Yeah, it was great. It's like, oh, these people are very aware of where each other's bodies are yep. at any given moment. Um, and speaking of their bodies, this is a segment of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't come up before because it's our first Tiger movie, but I do feel like we need to have a quick Tiger booty watch here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank God. I wasn't sure. But yeah, in that moment... They are. We see both men standing in profile. Tiger's tush <laughs> is so out there. It's so, so round. prominent. Like you could, you could rest like a whole vase of flowers on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. He might have the best booty in Bollywood. I yeah. I, I don't disagree. You're more of a booty watcher than I am, so I, I'm going to default to your wisdom on that one. I am. I am. Um, I was going to bring up Shah Rukh's booty in Darty Disco. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, it's good. Ron Veer's booty, a lot of booty. What we're discovering here is that Katie is always thinking about booties, whether or not she's actually... <laughs> It's just saying anything out loud about them. Yeah, it's it's kind of just like my background music, you know? Yeah, it's just butts. <laughs> <laughs> One of the many things that you and Tina Belcher have in common. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm just Tina. I'm a horse girl who loves butts. So sue me. <laughs> anyway, yes, the synchronized dancing, or sorry, not dancing, but the synchronized fighting is so good. Kabir is like sliding underneath Khaled yeah. as Khaled flips through the air. And so they're good. both shooting. This is what happens when you are in love with the person who yeah. you are fighting alongside. You are it, just right there with each other. And just kiss him. Just kiss him. <laughs> just, just, just kiss him. Just one little kiss. <laughs> and then maybe another one. Who knows? <laughs> after this, they get all the guys who were after them at the house. They escape. And then they go back to India and show up at Aditi's wedding. Mm -hmm. And she's standing there greeting her guests when these two dirty, handsome <laughs> men just waltz in. And, like, the expressions on their faces, they're like, yeah, we're hot and we're here. I feel like the vibe of their entrance is like, look, we got back together. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, very much so. And Aditi is just so happy to see them, I think, yeah. for multiple reasons. Kabir also, like, the there's the moment where she's standing there and he, like, gives her a thumbs up or something or, like, yeah. a little, you know, like, you look great sign. It's, it's very cute. Yeah, and again, I just love this whole, like, platonic recognition of everyone's hotness yeah. <laughs> because Aditi's also gorgeous oh god um, she looks fantastic yeah and you can tell she's just like ah oh, these two handsome guys what are you gonna do with them <laughs> but so they go into their back her back room she gives Kabir the decoded drive Kabir then gives it to Khalid to keep safe Aditi is great Kabir's like you're awesome we're gonna go take down Ilyasi and Aditi says that she will elope with Kabir tomorrow and then Khaled says, can I get in line? <laughs> I, that's a line that I feel like got added in. <laughs> you think it just fell out of Tiger's mouth? <laughs> no, not that necessarily. But I feel oh, like but it was they felt the like they needed to. They were like, we need to acknowledge how powerful the chemistry is between these two men. Yes. Which I feel like it sounds more like he says, yeah, get in line. I know. I also yeah. think it sounds like that. 
But the subtitles say, can I get mine? Yeah, but the subtitles are often wrong. <laughs> That's true. We're going to say he says, yeah, get in line, because it matches more of his facial expression, too. Yeah, because his, his, the vibe is sort of like, yeah, get in line. Like, yeah, he, he's got yeah. dibs on Kabir. It's like teasing and sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite combo. <laughs> <laughs> we next see Kabir and Khalid on a barge. They're going to go get Ilyasi, and they pour a drink to celebrate. Kabir goes to pour more for Khaled, and Khaled kind of says, oh, no, I'm okay. And Kabir says, no, it's it's important to share a drink, even with one's enemy. Mm-hmm. And then he refills Khaled's cup and then is drinking from his own when Khaled gives him mm-hmm. the most creepy stare. <laughs> oh, God, yep. And just, like, dumps out his glass. You know, his, the look on his face, like, I want to see Tiger play more villains. <laughs> I know! He did it really well. He did it so well. But so Kabir starts spitting up blood. Uh, he has been poisoned. Yep. Khaled's a traitor after all! No! He falls through the glass table. Ouch. And Khaled sits down, man-spreading like a villain. <laughs> and we are given another flashback. So mm-hmm. we go back to that day in Marrakesh when Khaled ran after Sarab, the traitor who shot Kabir's team. Khaled catches up to Sarab on the edge of a cliff and they're fighting and Khaled gets the upper hand only to get shot by Ilyasi. Yeah. And so Khaled is dead. He died. Yeah. And Sarab underwent the same face reconstruction surgery that Ilyasi did. Khaled's been dead for two years. For most of the movie, yeah. the Khaled that we're seeing move through the world is not Khaled. Yeah. It's a lot. I it is a lot. I feel it very strongly. And again, watching it for the first time, I was just like, what? It's so shocking. And then watching it knowing that twist, there yeah. are so many little things that you notice. Like you said the line that, uh, the, um, you know, you share a drink even with your enemy. Yep. And then earlier when they're on the train, Khalid says something like, I learned everything from you except treason. Uh-huh. And in the moment you think it's like, you know, because I see you as being a yep. treasonous person. But really, he's the he's, treason. <laughs> he's the traitor. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, we get this flashback. The flashback ends and we're back on the barge with Sarab sitting, kind of lording over Kabir, who is dying on Mm -hmm. the floor. And he's explaining that he spiked Kabir's drink with a neurotoxin. And then Sarab picks Kabir up and dumps him in the water. Effortlessly picks up this very dense man. Yeah. And like Sarab did not have the body type of Khaled. It's a whole head-to-toe reconstruction. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, all right, sir, how did you get those muscles? Anyway, we are now at the Arctic Circle Yep, (laughs) on a ship. And on the ship are Ilyasi and Sarab. There's a big missile that's aimed at the Indian government's communications satellite. Mm -hmm. They're using the codes on the drive that Sarab has from Kabir. And they fire it. Just as we see a hero parachute out of the sky. Yep. <laughs> and land on this boat. It's He's Kabir. got great timing. He's not yep. dead. 
I would he, love to know how that He spent happened. years building up an immunity to TTX. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually had the thought. I was like, is that how they did it? Like, I, did, <laughs> I did too. I was like, I know that I can't. That's not how they did it. So I really can't make the Princess Bride joke, but I want to. <laughs> but so yes, Kabir parachutes down onto the ship, beats up a few guys, makes his way inside, and then ends up face to face with Sarab. He tells him that he always knew he was an imposter Mm -hmm. ever since he'd brought him back to his safe house and he had stopped that bullet from hitting him. The bullet was coming from his right. Mm -hmm. So he knew that this couldn't possibly be Khaled because he could see out of the right corner of his eye. So then Kabir asked Aditi to just make him an antidote, which I guess was very easy. (laughs) I was like, look, for Aditi it is, because she's brilliant. Sarab tells Kabir, it's too late, you've lost, this missile's going to blow up India soon. I I mean, not really, it's going to blow up the Indian satellite. Mm -hmm. And just then, people on the ship start shouting that the missile is turning back around and coming toward the ship. Because, duh, Kabir didn't give him the real drive, he gave him a fake one that Aditi also made. While making the antidote, while planning her wedding. (laughs) What a woman. So Kabir gets Ilyasi in a headlock because Ilyasi is there. He warns Sarab, like, I'm going to shoot him. You got to listen to what I say. And Sarab is actually the one to shoot Ilyasi. Mm-hmm. Ilyasi's dead. Big bad. Yep. Dead. Bye. Done. Great. And then Sarab runs away and escapes in a sports car mm-hmm. that they had on the ship. And he escapes out onto the ice. And Kabir also escapes in a sports car. Yeah, because they had two. (laughs) Why? I don't know. In case you need to escape in style from a boat. (laughs) Which in most situations is not the way you'd prefer to escape from a boat, I suppose. And so, yeah, what follows after this is basically one long Audi commercial. (laughs) And then... They collide into an abandoned church in the middle of the Arctic Circle, (laughs) which is like kind of down a logging road. It's a beautiful church. It is. It is. And they crash their beautiful cars into this beautiful church. (laughs) Then they fight. And once again, we have a fight scene with no music where, Mm -hmm. yeah, they fist fight. They both get sharp things to try to stab each other. Sarab stabs Kabir through the hand. Uh, Kabir hits Sarab with an iron and then Sarab clearly has like internal organ damage because he just starts spitting up a fountain of blood and is laughing maniacally Yeah, in a kind of terrifying way. Yeah, which again, evidence of Tiger plays a really good villain. It's a great performance from him. Mm -hmm. Then we see that Sarab has this big tear in his shirt. Uh And another thing about Tiger, whenever he's in a movie... And there is a tear in his shirt. Mm -hmm. You know what's going to happen. And sure (laughs) enough, he does it. He just rips that thing right off. (laughs) I think Tiger is contractually obligated to have a scene like this in every movie. (laughs) I was not disappointed. I was like, oh, I know what's coming. Sure (laughs) enough. But yeah, so then we see Kabir get the upper hand. He's beating up Sarab. And he says that, that's Khaled's face. I won't let you die with Khaled's face. And sure enough, he ends up pulling some scaffolding and heavy rock down on top of Sarab. 
although weirdly that's not what kills him it no land on his face his face is still Khaled's face yes it is fine he's pinned but then they make eye contact as Sarab lies dying and then Kabir just walks away and the church crumbles on top of Sarab. Mm-hmm. And then our final scene is in Sydney mm-hmm. where we see Kabir with Luthra. Kabir has accepted that he is seen by the army as a traitor and he's like, yeah, you know, I work I work okay on my own. Like, this is fine. I can probably accomplish more this way working mm-hmm. outside of the system. And we see that there's a funeral for Khaled that recognizes his heroism and then Kabir is surfing with Ruhi when Luthra calls him with a mission to bring down the target from the beginning of the film. Yep. Farid Haqqani. Mm-hmm. And that's where we leave it. They have to be setting up a sequel. Oh, my God. I know. So I immediately Googled. I was like, is there a war two? Come on, people. Mm-hmm. And I think there is. Oh, Yes. People were really, really excited because, like, Rithik and Tiger posted about working on something. And people were like, it has to be War 2. And I'm pretty sure they're both confirmed to come back. See, and that's, I want want both Tigers to come back. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I want a fight scene where Tiger fights himself. (laughs) That would be great. And... You know, there were only two dance numbers in this movie, so it doesn't necessarily feel right for us to say our favorite. Also, we share a favorite. I, anticipating that you would pick J.J. Shiv Shankar, I was like, well, does that mean I have to pick Gunguru? No. I just can't get excited about it. But Katie, you had the great suggestion of us instead picking our favorite action sequences. Yeah. Which is a great idea. Yeah, what's what's yours? Mine is the plane fight. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, I mean, it's so completely absurd in so many ways. Like the part where he throws up his glasses is so hilarious and driving the car that's in the plane. Yeah. Um, There's also a scene where he's like walking directly toward a guy who has a gun because his whole plan is to get shot. But then he, he like, slumps over against the emergency exit door. (laughs) And then that's part of his plan is to open that door and send that guy flying out. I would really, I'd love some DVD extras (laughs) on how they filmed this scene. Because they do a lot of, like, like that scene in Inception with the spinning hallway. Like, people are sort of on their sides, hanging in the air. Yes. Yeah. Like, gravity is sort of going in the wrong direction. (laughs) I was honestly between the plane one and the first one. Mm -hmm. I think like you said, I do admire how they make it seem like a one shot. Mm -hmm. I also admire the gall (laughs) of (laughs) one man to bust into a room where there's like nine dudes conducting a drug deal. And it's such a great way to like start out this movie in this fast paced way. And what you don't realize until you've watched the end of the movie is that that's Sarab. Yeah. That adds another layer to it, watching it yes. through another time that, yeah, you don't get the first time. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I also just find myself wondering, like, where did he come from? Like, did he come from the roof? 
Did he do a little swingy maneuver where he was hanging off the roof and swung in through the window? Did he just jump through it from like an adjoining rooftop? He jumped off a helicopter into the building. (laughs) I have a lot of questions in a good way. Yep. Um, what did you research? I There were a few different things I debated about researching. Like I said, I looked into the chess thing a little bit. I was wondering, like, I, I was like, what is, what's happening with ISIS these days? Like, I, oh, yeah. I don't really know what's going on in that world. But then I was like, if I Google what's going on in ISIS, like, I don't want to end up <laughs> on a government watch list or something. It's not um, good. So what I decided to research instead was women in the Indian army. Yes. You know, despite this being a very Bollywood boy forward film, I think the real heroes of the movie are the women. Yeah. Khalid's mom, who like gives up her husband, the traitor, for the sake of her country. Like, what a choice that woman had to make. Also, where would anyone in the film slash the world be without Aditi? Mm-hmm. who I want to mention here is played by an actress named uh, Anupriya Goenka. Yeah, so with those two awesome ladies in mind, I did a little bit of research about, um, you know, what the journey has been like for women to be in the Indian military, in the IAF, the Indian Armed Forces. Oh, I love this. So women first served in the Indian Army in 1888, in okay. the Indian Military Nursing Service, and after World War I, uh, the Army created the Women's Auxiliary Corps, which facilitated women serving in non-combatant roles throughout the IAF, the Armed Forces. Mm. Unlike countries like the U.S., the U.K., and Canada, India only recently allowed women to enlist as soldiers in the IAF, or really in any role outside of something medical. So there are three different factions of the IAF, the Indian Armed Forces. There's the Army, there's the Navy, and there's the Air Force. Mm. The Army resisted allowing women to serve in combat roles though women in the army faction did basically everything else. They were nurses, they were engineers, they were lawyers, everything but actually like on the ground fighting and participating in combat. A 2019 statistic found that only 3.8% of the army was female, compared to 6% of the Navy and 13% of the Air Force. It's not humongous numbers all around, but definitely a lot smaller in the army than in either of the other two factions. Yeah, and I wonder why. Well, in 2020, the Supreme Court of India demanded that the Indian Armed Forces, quote, do more for gender equity and take a proactive approach themselves to ensuring gender equality rather than waiting for the courts to intervene. Prior to this, women were only eligible for short service commissions and couldn't actually qualify for any sort of permanent commission. So they couldn't be like, you know, lifetime employed by the IAF. Um, Or sorry, by the army. This is again, this is just the looking at the army because the other two factions had been more proactive about letting women be officers and be in combat and and do more. So women, they don't receive the same benefits as their male counterparts. Mm. Um, And the Supreme Court obviously is calling this regressive and based solidly in gender discrimination. Yeah. The government responded to this. And again, remember, this is 2020. This is the same year that war came out. (laughs) That is bonkers. Um, The government responds to this saying that women are not fit to serve in ground combat. 
men are not ready to accept women as officers and that women would be held back by challenges of confinement, motherhood, and childcare. So that's great. In 2020, they In said that. In 2020, yes. You know, and you don't hear the word confinement thrown around that much anymore. Right, because I immediately go to, I'm sorry, is this like the red tent? Like these yeah, exactly. Can't, like have their monthly cycles around men. Yeah, they couldn't possibly be effective leaders when they are menstruating. That just doesn't oh, happen. My God, specifically the way the army phrased it is yeah. what gets me. The idea that the army put out that women aren't fit, like women, in general, yeah. if you are a woman, you are not fit for this because of these things is so archaic. Yeah. As if women don't have a choice but to right. be mothers and that's, provide childcare. Yeah. That's what's upsetting. Yeah. Military historians rightfully compared this to colonial rulers insisting that mm. Indian soldiers could never accept command from Indian officers, you know, drawing a direct correlation there. Ultimately, the Supreme Court ruled that women officers in the army can get command positions on par with male officers and permanent commissions must be available to all women, regardless of years of service. Because another thing I forgot to mention is that the army was saying that they would give com permanent commissions to women who had been serving for fewer than 14 years because they didn't want to give the permanent commissions to any old ladies, any wow. woman who's past her prime. Really looking uh, great, Army. <laughs> yep. But so now, fast forwarding to actually very, very recently, an article that came out on um, January 22nd of this year, uh, this year being 2023, in case you're listening in the future, women can now command units in the Army. 108 women were cleared to do so just this past week. Uh, women are gradually being inducted into combat arms, uh, and this began with the Regiment of Artillery. Again, super, super recent that this is happening, but now God. women are able to have these high-ranking positions, have permanent commissions, and be uh, in combat in all of the factions of the IAF. Good. So basically, the Navy was the first to have women serving in these roles the air force mm -hmm. has the highest percentage of women serving in these roles and the army lags behind but is gradually taking steps in the right direction okay uh, today there are about 10,500 women who serve in the armed forces in india with the majority in still in medical dental and nursing corps which are areas where they have been again able to serve since the 1880s so it makes sense that those are the places where they're most solidly embedded Right. But yeah, so that was that was what I researched for this week. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. I am, I am shook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are some pretty recent dates to be hearing some of these big updates and changes in the Army. Well, you mentioned at the top of the episode that our next film, we're going, you know, opposite ends of the time slash rithic career slash rithic vibe spectrum here um <laughs> and we are watching the first movie to premiere in front of audiences starring rithic rishan um yeah. and that film is kaho na Pyarhe, yeah which is k-a-h-o-n-a-a-p-y-a-a-r-h-a-i yeah it's available on youtube and there are subtitles it might not be the best quality in the world, but, you know, 
it's it's there it's good you can also buy it on dvd i did (laughs) (laughs) it was this was one of the first movies i bought with rithic after seeing bang bang and Mm -hmm. i was like okay i guess i'll watch this one (laughs) (laughs) this is the our first episode that's going to be premiering in the month of february and for february since it's the month of love with valentine's day um, we are having all of the the films that we feature this month, you know, have love at their center, which, you know, many of the movies we've already watched are that way as well. Uh, but we are continuing that theme, but we're exploring love in some new and interesting ways, I think. There are some, you know, yes. some ways that the movies we're watching are love stories that are a little bit different from what we've seen before. I am so excited. This is going to be a good month. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to read synopses yeah um so youtube does not have a synopsis listed for their full version but if you just google the movie it says kahona Piarhe is a tender-hearted love story about an upright young man who brings cheer music and warmth into the life of a sweet-natured girl for the innocent twosome life is almost like paradise till fate intervenes Separated by circumstances beyond their control, the girl is in a state of shock. Her very existence is meaningless without that wondrous feeling called love. I really like that. Yeah. There's a lot left unsaid there while also really capturing the vibe of of the film, for sure. It is, yeah, it is all about love. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Uh, say, say it's love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Well, um, very excited to watch this movie next week and then dive into more excellent love stories after that. Super excited for next time. But uh, until then, remember, Bollywood doesn't need us, but we definitely need Bollywood and that sweet, sweet chemistry between <laughs> Mr. Krishan and Tiger Shroff. Every day. I need it every day. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I know I was like, oh, God, we're going so long, but I'm here for it. It's yeah. fine. And, you know, it's still not as long as, ah, wait, I'm still recording. Oh, I'm still recording, too. Uh, <laughs> did you stop? Three, two, one, go. Oh, no, I, st- I did. No, I didn't stop it.